Pink Grandeur in YYFM. You're listening to YYFM. Get ready to embrace the change. Welcome to Let's Talk All Things Menopause, the podcast that's joining the conversation around this transformative journey. Join us as we dive into candid conversations with medical experts, uncovering the science behind menopause's mysteries. Our guests are real people sharing their personal stories, their struggles and challenges that they have overcome. Whether you're facing menopause or supporting someone who is, this podcast is your safe space for knowledge, empathy and empowerment. Tune in and let's talk all things menopause. I'm Lynn Hughes-Williams and my guest today is Kat Johnson and Kat is a menopause wellness practitioner and she helps support and educate employees on menopause. Thank you for joining me, Kat. Thank you for asking me to come. You're very welcome. So shall we begin from the beginning and see? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So how did your menopause journey begin? My menopause journey began because I went to the doctors because I thought I had dementia. Right. I just had terrible, terrible brain fog, couldn't string a sentence together and just for around 18 months, it just got progressively worse where I was mixing words up. I would forget how to start the car. I would get lost, go into the supermarket and I just went to see my GP just to see what the problem was. And I actually went to her saying, I've got dementia. Right. And how old were you then? I was 46 when she diagnosed me. Okay. Quite worrying then. Yes. Mm. And her words were, you have menopause. So I thought, oh, okay. Didn't know that was a symptom. I was very ignorant to to what menopause symptoms were. I didn't think it would come until you were in your 50s and, and you had some sweats and that was about it. And she then refused me HRT because my paternal grandmother had breast cancer quite young, around 44, 45. Yeah. She told me I couldn't have it. So sent me off with a prescription for antidepressants, which I refused. And what reason did you refuse them? My mother suffered with depression and I've seen her over the years really, really struggle and I just didn't want to take them. I didn't want to go down that route. My doctor said to me, you know, I could take these for four weeks. They might not work, but then I've got to come off them for two weeks, try a different one. They might not work, come off those, try another lot. And I just didn't, I didn't even want to start me. So... I did my own research into menopause, started reading some menopause books, started doing a couple of courses and realised that my paternal grandmother was not a contraindication for me not to have HRT. Then ensued a two and a half year argument with my GP. Every time I rang, she refused, just asked me why I wasn't taking the antidepressants. And I finally bit the bullet and had to pay private to see a menopause specialist. Saw her, broke down in tears, went through everything with her. I took a notebook in with me and everything I'd written down because I knew I'd forget half it by the time I got in there. And she just said to me, you've obviously done your research. What HRT would you like? And it just started from there. So quite a challenge, really. Yes, yes, it was a challenge. Um, Thankfully, I had most of my really, really bad symptoms during lockdown. So I wasn't seeing anybody anyway because the gyms were closed, so I couldn't go to work. And I would sit there all day in a dressing gown and not move, just even the thought of 
putting the hoover around, uh, just doing some dishes, putting a load of washing in. It was just too much and I just couldn't cope with it. Was that just lethargy? Yeah, just complete exhaustion all the time. And then over the course of that two and a half years, along came the other symptoms of night sweats and joint ache and my knuckles would ache, my knees would hurt. And I would just, I would wake up at 3am just pooled in sweat I would be sat talking to friends and I'd be stripping off because I just all of a sudden just get so hot all the time. And again, still no help from the GP, even with those symptoms until I went private. And literally within a week of taking HRT, I was sleeping, my sweats had stopped, my joint pain had gone. And significant then? Yes, definitely. Never look back. So when you were experiencing night sweats, how were you feeling the next day then? Did it affect? Absolutely exhausted because I wasn't sleeping. I was getting up to have a shower at 3am because it literally was, I was soaked through. The bed would be soaked. I'd put a towel on the bed to go to bed just because I knew I'd wake up in the night absolutely just sweating. And I used to be a very, very cold person all the time I'd wear jackets in summer in the winter my lips would be blue I suffer with Raynaud's in my fingers anyway so my fingers would be constantly white and painful and stinging and now I am the warmest person on the planet my partner I've always got the windows open in the house whether it be day whether it be night he's like please shut the windows I'm freezing I'm like no I'm still warm so I've kind of my body temperature's gone up a couple of degrees which yes, is great because yeah. I never want to turn the heating on anymore <laughs> yeah saves us money doesn't yeah. it especially in the, the current crisis yeah so how have you helped yourself now I know that you've become a person personal trainer yeah and you've identified you know specifically training for menopause yes I have uh, I was an ultra marathon runner so I would I would be out running 80 90 100 miles a week sometimes when I was training for a big race um, I would run anything over 26 miles so I'd be out sometimes for 10 14 hours running in a day and I was noticing as I was still training very hard but I was putting weight on and you know obviously my joints were hurting and I just didn't seem to be getting any fitter and as I did a little bit more research into training during menopause I found a strength training for menopause course which I did I then did a menopause for fitness professionals course and I'm now just finishing off another one which is specific um, strength training during menopause and I've just had to completely change the way I train because our estrogen starts declining we lose our muscle mass we lose our bone density because of that lack of estrogen and we have to start lifting weights rather than I've always I've from the old school of aerobics and step aerobics and zumba and, and you know classes like that and they don't work anymore it's it's got to be heavy lifting and I mean heavy you know big deadlifts you know yes. big big shoulder presses and things like that that will help you maintain that muscle mass and rebuild your bone density as, as you go through menopause and it's something you have to continually do on a regular basis it is a it? lifestyle change absolutely a lifestyle change I everything think that's a key word isn't it lifestyle change yes yes everything you see sort of a lot of the stuff you see on social media is doom and gloom you're menopausal your life is over it's joint pain it's flushes it's this is that HRT is plaster and it will mask some of the symptoms. It won't get rid of them all, but it will help. But for the rest of it, you have to change. You have to change. You have to change the way you train. You have to change the way you eat. You know, the amount of water you drink every day, the amount of sleep you need. We need more recovery as menopausal women as we train and get older because it takes us longer to recover. As you say, 
all about changes, isn't it? And um, so really, I guess we are looking at, we are at a different phase in our lives, aren't we? And we need to self-care really and take more care for ourselves. Generally, our children have grown up, haven't they? Yes, like with me, my my two boys have grown up. They've they've moved out and now it's time for me and my partner to enjoy our lives. And if I didn't change my lifestyle and, and look after myself, then I would just be a couch potato, not living life. My my father died at 47, waiting for a heart transplant. He'd, oh. he'd always been ill. He was born with a heart defect. He'd always been ill growing up and he'd never seen the world. He'd never travelled and... My goal in life at one point was to get to 47. And I thought if I get to 47, then anything else is a bonus. So I now think there's still at 51, I think there's still so much of the world I haven't seen and I want to do. And to be able to do that, I have to look after myself and I have to take care of my body because it's the only one I've got. Yes, yeah. And of course, there are significant changes that are outside of our control. So that's where we need to take back control where we can, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And, and it's that having that education of what we can do alongside taking HRT or natural remedies to to help us enjoy life. And, and you know, none of us want to just stop for 10 or 15 years or however long your menopause lasts. Your life, you know, you're done then. You're, you're hitting your 60s, 70s. Yes, yeah. And, you know, you want to be doing it now and just enjoying life and making the most of it. So really, it's about education as well, isn't it? You know, I think you mentioned earlier um, a similar experience to me. We kind of walked into menopause blind. Yes, I did. Knowing anything about well, it or what was going on. No, and I did. And, you know, I was very, I suppose, not ignorant to menopause. I knew it was there, but I didn't think at 46. I just had, I just had terrible brain fog and what I thought was dementia. Yes. You know, I didn't have any sweats or, you know, any joint ache or anything. But, you know, there's, there's I think, is it 54 symptoms of menopause. And, you know, my teeth now are terrible. I'm constantly always at the dentist. My teeth feel like they're moving all the time. Yes, I've experienced that. I recall my teeth and I even lost one. And yeah. They actually felt loose. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, right. frozen shoulder, for example, is a sign. You know, tinnitus yes. and dry eye. And <laughs> there's just so many symptoms that go along side it and I have a lovely little booklet from a charity called the Menopause Support Network which I've they had a PDF online so I downloaded I've printed it off and I hand it out to my ladies and anybody else who asks for one and it's got a symptom checker in there so they can tick them off and actually go to the GP with evidence saying look you know this is this is what I'm struggling with so they're not going in blind they're going in a little bit more educated and know a little bit more rather than be fobbed off with antidepressants or nothing the sooner you can take control then isn't yeah, it you know and it start is. with self-care and and it is and it's having that education and, and I I talk about it on my social media all the time I, I talk about it to anybody who'll listen <laughs> because I think it's just so important that we are aware and I even talk to the young girls who come into the gym that are you know in their early 30s you know it's not going to be long you hit 36 your estrogen starts declining after that it's just how quick you enter menopause after that so women need to be taking control and strength training and looking after themselves early 30s before it even starts hitting you scary isn't it it is scary so early it is i mean menopause can happen at any age you know it's it's yes yeah i mean this surgical menopause but Mm. we're not going to cover that today as you mentioned you train down at the gym and you train 
other women as well. Yes. The thought for me of going back to the gym now at almost 57 mm. just scares the living daylights out of me. And this is the, one of the main reasons why I did the courses that I did. Um, I just wanted these women to have the confidence to, number one, come through the door and number two, be able to go around and navigate the machines, the equipment, you know, not be frightened of using a squat rack, not be frightened of doing a deadlift. And it's nice to see you come into the gym and the squat racks are taken up by women, the heavy free weights are taken up by women and it just really is nice. It's just, it's changed so much. And the gym I work at is quite a friendly gym and there's more people my age there rather than a lot of youngsters. So it takes that worry then of sort of these youngsters all, you know, all crowding around the, the equipment and everything. And, you know, the ladies, they come to classes and off they go. And, you know, things like yoga as well is so good for your flexibility, your mobility, your strength, you know, Pilates, walking, just if you can't get to a gym, just walk. Walking is so good for you during menopause. It really is. It, yeah. it can help with your with your strength, with your brain fog, with your anxiety. It'll help you sleep. So just getting out and, and doing your steps every day just will make a difference. Yes, exercise does. Yeah. It's extremely important. And getting out, and getting out in the vitamin D. So really, I shouldn't be scared, you're saying? No, you shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't. I mean, I at 51, you know, I'm, I'm the oldest PT in there. The rest of them are all young kids and I think it's nice to to see somebody my age training people you know and you know it's it's not a job just for young kids and it's not about looking a certain way and having a six-pack and having abs it's about I I tell everybody I'm training for being an old lady because I still want to get out and travel and be able to carry my shopping up and down steps you know be able to move furniture in the house and it's just it's training for everyday things as well. It's not just training to look a certain aesthetic way. It's training to look after yourself as you get older. That totally makes sense, yeah. Uh, there's a statistic, I can't quite remember it off the top of my head. The statistic is, I think it's one in four women over 65 have a fracture, which is osteoporosis lead. If those fractures are hip fractures, most of those women have passed away within 12 months because they cannot recover from the hip fracture because they bones are so brittle and they just cannot recover from it and I don't want to be that woman who's 65 who's on a Zimmer frame who's in a wheelchair I still want to be walking up and down mountains at 65. So how does the training help with bone density? Because we start lacking oestrogen during menopause every single cell in our body needs oestrogen to function you know, our brain our bone density our muscle mass as we lose that oestrogen the muscle mass declines the bones get more brittle, which is why more women have osteoporosis. Right. So training stimulates your muscle mass. It also helps you rebuild that bone density. Oh, okay. I, I kind of don't want to go into it too much, but we've got something in our body called osteoclasts and they build our bone density. So they just keep building, keep building, keep building. As the estrogen declines, those osteoclasts stop working. We've also got something else called osteoblasts. They clean the old bone density away. So if you've got your, you've got your osteoclasts, building that bone density and then the osteoblasts come in and clean the old bone away. Okay. 
So your osteoclasts stop working because of your lack of estrogen, but those osteoblasts will keep working without estrogen, which is why we all end up with brittle bones and osteoporosis because our bone density is just being cleaned constantly without being rebuilt, which is why you need things like strength training to help rebuild that bone density and make your bone strong again. Right. Yeah. So a lot of it does seem in our control, doesn't it? And it is. And, you know, you do have to want to do it. Yes, yeah. And that's the problem, you know. It's it's hard if you've got really bad menopause anxiety, if you're on that downward slope that you've just got nothing in you and you just feel like you've been switched off. But then that could be, alongside the menopause, that could be a vitamin D deficiency, a B12. It could be issues with your thyroid. So there's so much more going on in the background. One of the courses I did, the menopause specialist said, every woman that has a prescription for HRT should be given a prescription for vitamin D alongside it because it's one of the first vitamins that decline during menopause. Uh, so if you are feeling tired and lethargic, it's one of the first things I always tell my women to go and get checked out. Yeah, so I always seek medical advice really. Yeah, de- definitely. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've done these courses. I can give you sort of an idea of it, but I'm not a medical professional. I can say, well, it could be X, Y or Z. Mm-hmm. Then I suggest you go, you know, you go back to your GP, but then getting an understanding GP sometimes is quite hard work. Yes, yeah. I mean, you know, in my research, I've come about the fact that they weren't educated in it many years ago. It wasn't a specific Mm. subject. I believe that is improving now. So fingers crossed, you know, we start to see more GPs understand it. It is. and And it's the same with prescriptions at the moment. You know, the UK is struggling to get hold of atrogestin, which is the progesterone part of the HRT. So there's women out there just taking the estrogen only and not taking the progesterone, which is so much more dangerous because it can lead to cancer of the uterus. So I have, I know myself, I have three Owen notes for atrogestin because whenever I go to get my prescription, they've never got enough or it's never in stock or... And it, it shouldn't be like that. You can you can go to France and over the counter, you can buy a three-month packet of atrogestin, right. but you can't do that here. And do you know why we low on stocks? I don't, you know? I don't know whether it's something to do with Brexit or... But we seem to be the only country struggling to get stocks of progesterone. So something, another issue that needs to be dealt with. Another issue, yeah, that needs to be dealt with. And, you know, it's, like I said, it's just so dangerous for women not to be using both parts of the HRT and just be carrying on with one. So as a personal trainer, you've probably looked at diets as well and all significant lifestyle changes to do with the way you eat and what foods. Yeah, and I've, I've had to completely change the way I eat because of the amount of train as well and teach classes. I used to live on caffeine. Oh, I loved a cup of coffee. 10 to 12 a day, not a problem. I now have two a week because caffeine doesn't agree with me anymore. And the three worst things that you can have during menopause are caffeine, alcohol and sugar. And they just mess your system up so much. You know, you have to change when you eat and what times you eat. I eat within an hour of waking up because our we're more insulin sensitive during menopause. So the quicker you can kickstart your body in the morning, it stops 
those terrible afternoon crashes where we all go, oh, and you drop in and you need to go to sleep or you need a sugar rush. And, you know, just by having a good breakfast of protein with good carbs and, you know, that sets you up for the day around 30 to 40 grams of protein for breakfast to set you up for the day. And then, you know, things like eating soy-based products like tofu and marmy beans. They're high in natural phytoestrogens, which are great if you do menopause. You know, things like chickpeas, black beans, you know, good carbs that get the protein into you. You know, things that grow above the ground, vegetables that grow above the ground, broccoli, cauliflower, butternut squash, green beans, nuts and seeds, almonds, walnuts, pistachios, all high in protein, good fats, just obviously in moderation. Don't sit there and eat a little bag of almonds, obviously. <laughs> it's not going to make you feel very well either. <laughs> but, you know, and it's, and, it's, and it's looking at that and it's balancing it out. And I... I know when I haven't had enough protein in a day because I feel quite lethargic and, and slurry and and I just need to I need to keep on top of that. And it is it is a lifestyle change. But like I said before, you've got to want to do it. Yes, it is changing your mindset, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think I have this conversation with so many women all the time. We have been hammered by the diet industry for years. It is a massive bugbear of mine. I did put a post up the other day. How many times have we heard somebody say, I need to lose £10 in six weeks? Yes, loads of times. Why do you not change that mindset and go, do you know what? I'd like to deadlift my own body weight in 18 months. Or I'd be able to, I'd love to be able to do 20 press-ups in 12 months. And if we thought more like that, and I know how hard it is because we've been so conditioned by the diet industry for so long. But if we all thought more like that, we wouldn't worry about what weight is on the scales. No. And we would all probably be a little bit more fitter. I don't weigh. My clothes are a bit tight. I think I've eaten a bit too much over the last couple of weeks. Start to start looking at what I what I'm actually putting in my body again and and just change that. No food is off limits. But you just have to be everything in moderation. Yeah, and everything in moderation. You just have to be sensible. I love chocolate. Oh, I love sugar (laughs) and I love cake. But I know if I eat a lot, I will struggle. And I will struggle with my performance in the gym and working out. And, you know, if I'm stood in a class, 20 odd people, I I need to be on the ball. I need to be on my game. So, yeah, I need to look after myself. I mean, it's a bit of an eye opener to me. I really need to change my mindset Mm. you know I've put weight on but I feel as though I've got to the stage where I think I don't care anymore what have I got to prove yeah but it's the wrong mindset isn't it it is because it's you want a life of longevity and I know just going to the gym and being fit and healthy is not going to when your number's up your number's up you know and and no matter how fit and healthy you are if it's your time then then you're gone but just to have that bit more think oh you know I'm working out and this could give me a couple of extra years and I'm still going to be strong and you know I'm not going to be relying on somebody to lift me up out of a chair or yes yeah I that is one of my worries you yeah. see, as you get older you are afraid that you know you're going to get to the stage where you can't do things yeah and that's the thing you, see, that, you know you see a lot of the ladies who come to my classes and they're swinging kettlebells around and they're in their late 60s wow and they'll swing a kettlebell around a couple of times a week. You see them in yoga. You see them out walking. They've got their own little walking group. And then they'll all go and have lunch together. And, and you know, they're all retired. 
And they they love it. They love it life. They, you know, they come in, they're fit, they're strong, they're healthy. They go on holidays with their grandchildren and they can go around all the theme parks and go on all the rides because they can, because they're looking after themselves. And it's really, really nice to see. I actually train a gentleman who's 70 and he's really fit and strong. He just amazes me every time I see him train. He's brilliant. He really is. But, you know, a lot of my ladies, they're all over 50. They're in the 60s and they're, they're lifting heavy weights in the gym. And, you know, it's, it doesn't come overnight. It takes, you know, you've got to have the motivation. You've got to have the dedication. But then but there's people like me there to help keep you motivated and, you know, just come in, just come and have a look around, do a couple of classes to start, come and sit on a bike or a treadmill for half an hour and just get yourself used to that environment. And it's not that scary after Once all. Once you've started seeing the results, that's going to help say it takes, motivation as well. Isn't it? It? it takes 28 days to create a habit. Once you've done it for 28 days, you know, it's part of your routine. And when that routine is gone, then you miss it. Mm-hmm. And it is, and, it's, and I know it's hard. I understand how hard it is. And, it, you know, to, to have those anxieties and the stresses of coming through the door and, and, you know, oh, I could never do that. You can, you can. You just have to, I think, sometimes want to do it enough. And there's people like me out there who will, who do care because I've been in that position where I've struggled with my menopause. And yes, you understand. I understand. And, you know, my ladies come in and if they've had a bad day or if they've not slept they know they can tell me and I can adapt the session to make it maybe a little bit easier that day if they've had zero sleep for a couple of days but they'll still come in because they know they can still do something even if it's not the level they're working at at the moment they can still come in and do something and just feel a little bit better for say do you know what I felt rubbish and I've come in and I've done my hour and I'm going home now and I just feel a little bit better even though I'm just not performing at my best at the moment there's still there's always things you can do and it's a social aspect of it as well. Massively, massively. And I mean, you know, no offence to any of the husbands out there, but sometimes the wives don't want to talk to them about it. And, you know, they don't because I know I sound like I'm moaning sometimes when I speak to my partner. It's like, oh, my joints ache or my back aches or, oh, I'm really tired and I've just got nothing in me today. And I just feel like, oh, it's just not, I'm on a loop. I'm on a loop. <laughs> I need to start moaning. And I just think they can come into me and they can and they can just get it off, all, off their chest for an hour and it is that social thing as well it's not just oh I'm coming in and she's going to train me no come in have a chat and if you are really struggling that much and you just want to go for a cup of tea or a coffee after just let's go and do it yeah and you know if you have got issues there's there is somebody you can talk to who does understand okay well thank you Kat for sharing your menopause journey with us today it's been really insightful but not just your personal journey your journey of how you help others as well with the exercise so I've taken a lot from today and uh, I hope our listeners have as well so thank you very much no thank you for inviting me to come along I've really enjoyed it you're very welcome thank you thank you you have been listening to Let's Talk All Things Menopause to hear more please press the subscribe button to ensure you are notified of the next episode Diolch am rando i YYFM am fwy o gynnwys fel hyn i ddiluniad lein ac i ar y niwbod beth hoffech chi glywed nesaf, ewch chi it's yyfm.com. Thanks for listening to YYFM. For more content like this, to follow us online and to tell us what you want to hear more of, visit itsyyfm.com.